Good morning. Glad you're with us today, and it's a good day to be together. I can see a few holes today. Notice there, are a few, there were fewer children than normal, so maybe we only have like 2,000 today. I don't know. No, obviously, uh, we don't ever have that many, but so glad that you're here with us today. Glad you're here to worship. And you know, there's so many things going on, and if you were here for the welcome, you heard that, that uh, Philip Bailey announced that Jack Prather is going to be working with us full-time in, in technology, and let me tell you, we need that. For you that are here all the time, and you are always here in person, you don't get the calls of, hey, the streaming's not working, which we get a lot. And so we, Jack is working on that, and he has volunteered so many hours, way beyond anything we can even imagine, and now to have him all the time will be really wonderful. But not only is it about streaming, not only is it about a convenience, this is really about outreach and sharing Jesus with other people because we want to make our presence on the internet bigger than what it is right now through things like Facebook and Instagram and other places. He's going to help with that. He is not the only one. He will just be leading lots of volunteers that will help more in that, and it is an exciting thing, and I'm so glad that we'll have Jack to, to help us through those things. Also, Today is a big day. I don't know who all is having birthdays, but I know John Arnett today is having his 90th birthday today. Is that not wonderful? And so what a great thing for John and for his family. I tell you, I had no idea that you were 90. You don't look 90, whatever that means, right? But what an honor it is to, to have you as a member here for so many years and to celebrate with you today. Today we continue to talk about unwrapped and this idea of, of Jesus and the incredible gifts that we get in Christ and the, thing, the gift that God gave us through Jesus and what all that means. And God promised amazing gifts for his people. Not Amazon gifts, but he had promised amazing gifts for his people. And he's always wanted good. You know, in the time that Genesis was written, lots of folks that were living in Israel at the time, they knew about what was happening in Babylon. They knew about the Babylon gods. And all those gods had been made up. They all were about hurting people and making life bad for people. But what you know all through Genesis chapter 1 is God over and over as he created each thing said, it is good, it is good. Over and over he wanted to give us good things. God is a loving God that wants to help people. There will be people that walk away from him that yes, there is punishment for that, but understand what he wants is good. He wants to give us good. He is benevolent and loving and wants to do that. So, God, even back in the Old Testament, in the very beginning, Genesis we talked about was thinking about those things. But there was a type of blessing, a famous blessing, that the priest Aaron and his sons who were priests were supposed to give over the people. And God actually told them specifically what to say. There are some churches that do this. You maybe have seen it. Maybe you are a part of one of those. That at the end of the service, often the preacher or an elder or someone will stand up and say this blessing. There, it's, it's not our tradition here. It's a beautiful thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing to do if someone chose to. These are the words of that blessing that was given to Aaron and, and now given to, given to us in this sermon today in, in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you 
and give you peace. Those are beautiful words, aren't they? The, notice the emphasis that is on the Lord. The Lord bless you. The Lord make His face shine on you. The Lord turn His face toward you. You know, sometimes we sing that song. Some of you know the song, The Lord Bless You and Keep You. From what I understand, it is a very difficult song to sing. You say, I understand. Well, the reason I understand, there are no difficult songs to me because I don't carry a tune, so I sing them all. Not, I don't have to. First time we go through a song, I just sing it. I have no idea. I'm just happy. But I know it's a difficult song because there are high parts there, right? But it is a beautiful idea, a beautiful concept, and they are words that come from God Himself. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Now, this is what they would say that priests in Israel would say over the people. This is what God wanted the people to hear as a word from Him. This week, as I've been working on this sermon, I have been saying these words over and over to myself, thinking about the beauty that is behind them. And this very first phrase is really strong. The Lord keeps us. Do you understand that idea that the Lord keeps us? Now, what he's saying is the Lord protects us. He takes care of us. One thing I try to do every Sunday, I try to talk to the kids who are out in the foyer if they aren't running toward the playground, and I try to talk to them in the foyer, and when they're with you, I try to say hi for a minute. One of the greatest things about being a little child, being two years old or three or four, if they don't want to talk to you, they don't have to. They just turn their head. They look the other way, right? Don't you wish that you could do that when adults come up to you sometimes, that you could just turn around? I'm not going to talk. No, you can't do that, right? But little kids do, and sometimes I'll go to little kids, and I'll say, hey, how are you doing, you know? And you know what they do? They get behind their parent's leg, and they will hide behind that leg, behind your, your pant leg or your skirt, and they will, they'll kind of pull it wider so I can't see them at all. You know what I'm talking about? They do that because they are afraid that, that crazy, scary Mr. David is going to talk to them. And so they hide. Do you know what they're doing? They are wanting you to keep them. They are saying, protect me. Take care of me. Do you know what God does for us? He keeps us. Whenever all the flames from the devil come, whenever all the issues of this life comes, whenever we're scared to death of what's happening nationally, internationally, locally, in our own minds, it is God that protects. It is God that keeps us. What a beautiful idea that God on high had when he said, the Lord bless you and keep you. That's what he's doing there. Now I want us to look at another idea for just a, just a moment here. He is with us through the Holy Spirit. It is through His Spirit. I think of two different passages of Scripture. One in the New Testament, Galatians chapter 4, verse 6, which says this, to Christians, and because you are sons, or you can say because you are sons and daughters if you're female, and because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son, Jesus, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Now, we've spent a lot of time on this idea of Abba in the past, but the idea is no one can call someone Abba unless it is their Abba. 
You cannot use that phrase. You can say your father, you can say your dad, whatever, in, in, in a human situation. But no one can say Abba except the child themselves. And so now what God says to us, the one who wants to keep us, is that you have this spirit that is in you to say Abba to God Yahweh, the Father, the one who is the creator of the world, the one who was, is, and always will be. You can do that. What an incredible thing that God is giving us through Jesus. And then I think of another passage that the Apostle Paul wrote over in Romans chapter 8, in verses 9 and 10. He says to these Christians there, You, however, are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Now, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. You see what he's doing there? He says, you have the Spirit of God. It's interesting how he goes back and forth. Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, like the Father, Spirit of Jesus, all that put together, and he's using it interchangeably there. He said, you have this Spirit of God in you. The Lord bless you and keep you. He is with you even in the year 2023 going into 2024. He is still there. Now, there's another phrase that I just love, and I always, when we sing the song, I always think about, about the Lord's face shining on us, that the Lord's face shines on us with pleasure. You ever thought about that idea, the Lord's, Lord shines His face on you, He looks toward us in a positive way? So we have a preschool here, Friendship School is the name of it. Many of your kids have been a part of it. Many of your kids are still in it. It's a wonderful program, and they they are here in the building, and we get to wave at all the kids as they walk by and run by, and it's always fun. Every year, a couple times a year, they have a program. They had one just last week at the program. It is amazing that some of you parents and grandparents who sit at the back you are up here on the front rows for that program. No one's taking my picture on Sunday, let me tell you. But when you come to those programs, you come with your cameras. It's not just a phone, I mean, a phone camera. I mean, some of you have those long lens, basically touch the kids on the nose, they're so long. You want to see your children and grandchildren. The day is coming. I know it's coming when there will soon be parents and grandparents that will camp out on the lawn out here waiting to get in first. It's like a Taylor Swift concert, you know? I mean, some of you are so excited, and you are there, right there in front on these front rows, taking pictures of your children. And you know, if your child stands there and they sing the song, and your child is like an angel and just sings beautifully, you love it, and you're so proud, and you just beam, right? Isn't that the word? You beam, you smile so big, and you're so proud of your child. Or if your child is the one that runs from one side to the other through the program, you know, that one or hits the person. I remember my first program in kindergarten. I kept hitting the person next to me. I have no idea why, but I did this the whole time on stage. That kid, if they are your kid, is still the the sweetest kid in the world, right? Oh, they're so wonderful. Did you see all that talent and athletic ability as they were able to sprint from one side of the stage to the other? 
You just have pride in whatever they do. You are beaming. Your face is shining on your children. And the Father in heaven, the creator of everything, he says, my face shines upon you. God wants to be proud of us. God wants us to do good. And so when you help the poor and when you work together in unity to help people and to be strong together and when you read your Bible and then apply it, when you pray to him and call out for help, when you do those things that we would call Christian things, the face of God is shining Wow, the last thing I want to do is make his face not shine. Because how wonderful does that feel when someone is proud of you and you see them smile, someone you respect and honor, and to think that we could make the king of kings feel that way. You see, God's face shines with pleasure. I think about what the Bible says in Proverbs 16, verse 15. When a king's face brightens, it means life. His favor is like a rain cloud in spring. You know that idea? Wow, how beautiful that is. It means life. It means favor. It means God loves us and wants us and is proud of us and wants to be with us. Now here's another little idea that's in that passage. The Lord gives grace and peace. Now, those are two words we hear a whole lot. They're kind of church words sometimes, aren't they, when they're together, grace and peace? But also, when we think about peace, I want peace more than anything in this world. Maybe peace is my favorite word. Sometimes, if I'm going, trying to go to sleep, one of the things I sometimes think about is the word peace. 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 What a beautiful word. Right now, in the world, there are 180 conflicts going on. Now, we know of a few of the big ones. There are 180. Last year, there were about 180. The number of conflicts in the world has gone up, but even 10, 15 years ago, there were still about 120 conflicts going on at any one time. There are always conflicts going on. We live in a world that does not have peace because it does not live for the Prince of Peace. Listen to those words of what God wants for us to give us grace and peace. Do you know how beautiful that is to think that God would give us grace and peace? But I want you to also understand this. I can only have peace because God gives grace. The only way I can have peace is because He gives grace, because if not, then I live with my problems from the past. And there is an awful thing when I haven't been forgiven by God or I haven't forgiven myself. And then, whenever I drive down I-10 and the radio may be on, I may be at home watching a football game, I might be with family, I might just be, it might be the middle of the night, and I cannot get away from my thoughts. Because of what I have done, and I know it was wrong, and I know I don't have forgiveness for it, there's no way to get away from it. But when I have been forgiven by God, when I've been forgiven by Him, and I understand that concept then I can have peace because I know that God has forgiven me for what I have done. Now, I may have trouble forgiving myself, but then the problem's with me. The problem is not with God. 
Because he said, I forgave you. It's done. It's over. It's gone. I can only have peace because God gives grace. I think about the way John said it in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. He said, if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, as Jesus is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, continually, the word should be there, continually in the original there, continually cleanses us from all sin. Is that not incredible? When I realize that I am cleansed from all of my sin, from all of it, finally there will be peace. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody in the world is going to forgive me for what I've done, and maybe there are things that I have to make up because of what I've done, but as far as it goes with God, there is peace. There is peace that passes understanding. And so we have that little phrase, this little blessing that, that I read to you earlier about God giving us grace and peace, His face shining upon us. And then it ends in number 6, verse 27. <clears throat> in this way, they will pronounce my name over the Israelites, and I will bless them. God is saying, say this, say this to the Israelites, the Lord bless you and keep you, that the Lord shine His face upon you. Let them see that and hear that and hear my name over them and I will bless them. Well, this is not just a promise that is for Israelites. This is not just for people in Israel. This is a promise that was given to all people. If you are not Jewish, but you are Gentile, because everybody is either Jewish or Gentile, whatever your race or background is, and like me, if that is you, this is for you. This is what God wants you to have as well. Back to the book of Galatians, he'll tell us that God made this blessing through Jesus. And in verse 14, this is how he puts it. The purpose was that the blessing of Abraham, that's the one to the Jews, that the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles, that would be me, by Christ Jesus, so that we could receive the promised Spirit through faith. Now we can have this same spirit that is connected back to Numbers chapter 6 to that blessing. Now we too can have it. Is that not incredible? God loves us so much. God wants his face to shine upon us that he says, you can have it. You can have it. You can make me proud. My face can shine on you. You can have that as well. And a verse that we often talk about in Acts 2.38 and talking about where that comes from, Peter replied to people who had just murdered Jesus, just put him on a cross, or either they had let their words or their words of crucify him, crucify him, put him on the cross. The Bible says that Peter in his sermon said, repent and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Now see this next part. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, this same thing that is running all the way, not just in Acts, but running all the way back through the Old Testament to the book of Numbers and all the way back to the promise of Abraham that he said, you can have this Spirit. God wants to shine upon us. God wants to protect us. God wants to keep us. He wants us. He loves us. It's an, it's an incredible thing. You know, God gives gifts that last forever. 
No one else can give a gift that lasts forever. They can give a gift that will last your lifetime, but it's not a gift that your lifetime on earth, but it's not forever. Some of you probably keep up with the news a little bit and knowing that Shohei Otani, the, the baseball player, signed a, a, a contract for $700 million. I mean, he has to play for 10 years, right, to get it. I would play for 100 years. But for $700 million, can you imagine? That will probably last him for a while, right? I have been looking through my ancestry, like on Ancestry.com, trying to see if I'm related so I could write him a letter saying, hey, you know, if you could drop a few million, it'd be really nice, right? But you know what? It's going to end. It will end for him. And then for those relatives of his or friends of his who will, who will benefit from that, and it's wonderful, and it's nice, and it's great, and they can live a, a, a nice life in a lot of ways, the way we think about it, it's going to be over one day. One day they'll be at the hospital, and it will be over. They'll be at home. It will be over. They'll be in a car wreck, whatever. It will be over, just like it is for all of us. It will be over. But the gift that God gives goes on forever and ever and ever, and we are a part of it because we do not die. We keep going with God. So you might remember this from Sean Freeman, did this back a few years ago, and then you, or you've seen it on, online with uh, Francis Chan. So this little end of the rope that has tape on it, this represents our life. So here it is. You live your life from zero to, let's, let's say, zero to 100. You live to be 100 years old. This is it right here. And boy, don't we fret about what's going on right here. We worry about our finances, and we worry about our pleasure. Boy, I just want to be comfortable, and I want things just right, and I want, to, I want the right friends, and I want to go on these trips, and I want, I want to, to uh, do this or do that. And some of these things are very, very far from God. And people live very, very far from God because this is what's important. Oh, they had a good life. It's what we talked about, but it's only that long. Well, the rest of this represents eternity. And eternity goes forever. And you spent your time worrying about that. Rather than worrying about decisions that go on and on and on and on and on. And you lose eternity with Jesus with God the Father, because this was so important, and we miss it. All because we were worried about this, and we didn't realize, wow, I need to think about things that are a bit more eternal. It's really silly sometimes. I understand why we do it. I do it too. But it doesn't make any sense. So this morning, I just wonder... Why would I trade everything for almost nothing? Well, I lived a good life that long. When God says, I can give you what is forever. Where there will be peace forever. Where there will be grace forever. Where my face will shine on you forever. 
Because the alternative is to be in the place where God's face is not seen. I don't want to be there. I want to be where God's face is the sun, where God is the light, where everything is wonder. I want to be with God forever. This morning, maybe, if you're struggling, you're saying, oh boy, I don't know. Come talk to me afterwards or talk to one of our other ministers or an elder, somebody in your pew, and say, I'm struggling. I just need some help through this to know what to do or next steps or I'm ready to be baptized into Jesus. Well, you can be baptized into Christ. What You saw the statistic what, last week. About 60 people have been baptized this year. That's wonderful here. have been baptized here. That's wonderful. But maybe you're at that point or maybe you're not. I need to say I need prayers I'm making bad decisions, or I've made bad decisions. I need prayers. You can write to elders at mcoc.org, or you can come forward. We'll all pray for you. We'd love that. But we want to make decisions that take advantage of God's face shining upon us, of God being with us, of God keeping us forever. Come this morning as we stand and sing.